Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have Michael Archuleta on the podcast again for the second time. He is actually the second person ever to be on here for the second time. Lots of things have happened since we started the podcast a year and a half ago, and so that's why Michael's back. He's the Director of Information Technology Services, CIO, HIPAA, and Information Security Officer at Mount San Rafael Hospital in the BridgeCare Health Network. He's recognized as a top hospital and health system CIO to know and named as a rising star in healthcare. Michael is a cutting edge, innovative, visionary leader who possesses strong leadership skills with an extensive experience and a proven track record of driving increased levels of productivity, profits, high integrity customer relationship skills, and expert problem solving approaches. These are all things that are key to any organization in healthcare. And it's a privilege to have this talented leader on our podcast. Michael, welcome back. Hey, thank you very much. Definitely an honor to be here. Uh, You're doing such an an amazing work with this podcast. So thank you very much for really bringing in a lot of great focus towards healthcare. Hey, I appreciate that, Michael. And you know, you know very well that it's all about collaboration and connecting with the right people. So I'm glad you're willing to join us again. Now, you just got done with a meeting over there in Denver, didn't you? The healthcare IT meeting? Yeah, absolutely. So I was the conference co-chair this year for the Denver Health IT Summit. It was basically hosted by Healthcare Informatics, which we have an overall health IT summit series that happens throughout different states. We really gathered a lot of um, thought leaders, some amazing healthcare CIOs, CISOs, CEOs, CMIOs. It was really a a huge talent of individuals. And uh, we had the amazing Nick Atkins there as well, too, you know, really talking about the power of connection. So Mm -hmm. really uh, a big pink socks focus. We really try to drive that tribe moving forward because it's such a critical element. We've had some amazing people from, you know, learning about patient engagement. Uh, we had Deb Gosh, which she is a senior vice president and chief digital officer at St. Luke's Health System. 
We had Mr. Richard Stainings. He's really a big uh, CISO, uh, really understanding and dealing with the growing medical device threat. So we really try to combine what are we doing on a patient engagement standpoint? What are we doing on a physician standpoint? How are we dealing with physician burnout? And then also, of course, incorporating, incorporating a lot of cybersecurity understandings from medical devices to how do we basically improve on our overall uh, cybersecurity strategy. I actually did a presentation on really focusing on really having that specific human firewall built into your organization. Because I always say, at the end of the day, we always talk about technology, 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 mm-hmm. but we forget about what's important, and that is the human element. That is the employee element. So focusing on cybersecurity awareness and really managing today's healthcare information explosion was really one of my main focuses of trying to kind of have individuals understand that, you know, looking at the ransomware, how it's going, how it's basically moving in a specific trend, and how we at times as organizations forget to incorporate the basic elements of the importance of what it takes to make a good cybersecurity strategy. And that's building the culture, man. That's having yep. them understand. Because if you look at the numbers and the basically there was a, and I'm a numbers guy. So 91% yeah, of all fish of all ransomware attacks came through a what phishing email. Mm-hmm. And those phishing emails were attacking who? Those are the employees, yeah. your people. So the thing is, is I think if we don't continue to put strong cybersecurity employee awareness training programs in place, doing overall simulated phishing tasks, putting in those basic elements into an organization, we're basically going to continue to see all these threats, all these breaches, et cetera. We, at the end of the day, need to build that overall human firewall. And uh, what I really love speaking about, too, is going backwards. We Here in this organization, we've really been focused towards patient-centric technology. Hmm. And uh, patient-centric technology is really something that we're all trying to lean towards because I always say, at the end of the day, my friend, we all have a CEO. If you're in healthcare, you have a new CEO, bottom line, and that new CEO is your patient. And if we do not continue to focus on what the patient needs, how do we improve patient outcomes? patient improvement, patient experience, yes, physician experience, yes, clinical experience, yes, improvements of the overall systems, but focusing on our overall outcome, which is saving lives, improving care. That's what's critical, my friend. And looking at having a very strong patient-centric technology strategy in your organization to improve patient engagement is such a critical element, hands down. Michael, love your passion for this area of the business. Cybersecurity is no joke. And uh, you always make it so simple for us to understand. I love this concept of the human firewall. You know, the, the people are the ones that can help. 91% is a huge number. So what are you guys and gals doing in your organization to build that culture, your human firewall, 
And if you haven't had a chance, go to the podcast website, outcomesrocket.health, type in Michael Archuleta in the search bar, and you'll find his first podcast where he really takes a deep dive into these topics. And it's just, it's brilliant, the approach that he takes. It's a simple approach that can yield some major security ROI for your organization. And the other thing too, if you haven't checked out the Denver Health IT Summit, he does it every year and it's something that you guys have to check out. So if you're curious about it, if you're in the Denver area or you just want to go spend some time in the mountains around this time of the year, check that out. I'll leave a link for that conference in the show notes so you could check that out. So what else you got going on, Michael? I mean, what's been new with you? You know, man, it's uh, there, there's so many new things as, as you are fully aware of. And uh, I mean, we're all busy. That's the bottom line. But one, one amazing thing that we're basically focusing on this year, and as I stated, we're really looking at that overall patient-centric strategy, is I'm actually one of the new judges for this year's Prime Health uh, 2018 Health Challenge, which is basically pretty amazing. Just to kind of give an overall intro, the Prime Health Challenge was basically started in 2014 to really, you know, galvanize the, the overall digital health ecosystem in Colorado and accelerate the adoption of digital health technologies, really including patient engagement applications, data analytics, and virtual care technologies. And really looking at this is, this is an overall group of individuals that look at these, these healthcare startups, look at what these organizations are basically doing, and try to incorporate judges that are basically associated with healthcare organizations that in the end results would be beneficial for them to create an overall piloting agreement program with them. And right now we have 13 companies that have made the semifinalist round for this year's 2018 Prime Health Challenge, which is absolutely amazing. And the Prime Health Challenge and evaluation process are really helping to drive meaningful collaborations between entrepreneurs and Colorado healthcare systems. Uh, applicants from around the country were really assessed by industry leaders based on their social and health impact market readiness and business models. With support from the Colorado Health Foundation, the community is really in a unique position to improve healthcare, not only in Colorado, but across the country. And it's, and it's been an absolute amazing privilege to be part of this as well, too. And That's pretty cool. I like yeah, and, go ahead. and for the listeners, if you're curious about Prime Health, very cool Shark Tank sort of experience in healthcare, go to primehealthco.com. That's primehealthco.com to check out this event that Michael's talking to us about. That's absolutely correct. So definitely go check that out. Some amazing things. There's really an overall, and I'll share this link as well too with your group, but there's a news and media and it's basically showing that uh, making the gray 13 companies from the semifinalist round from the 2018 Prime mm -hmm. Health Challenge, it'll show the 13 semifinalists. It also has some specific links to the overall groups. And it's really a good thing to, to look at and really incorporate to see what these amazing healthcare startups are basically doing. And what I like to say, too, is digital health innovation starts with collaboration. That's the bottom line. And we must leave our egos at the door and move the healthcare industry forward and together. And I always like, as I stated, like quoting uh, Henry Ford, and Henry Ford would definitely quote, coming together is a beginning, keeping together is progress, 
and working together is success. And with proper collaboration, we can work together to transform healthcare. And that is such a huge thing is I think being in technology, being a business leader, the bottom line is sometimes we basically live in silos and it's time to come out of these silos and basically collaborate. And there's so much egos and so many different personalities in different groups and different settings, committees, boards, et cetera. But we must all just basically leave that at the door, bring our ideas together and try to transform the industry. It becomes very frustrating when, yes, we all have different opinions, but we need to come together for, to come out with that specific best concept. Because at the end of the day, we work for the patients. Our new CEO is the patients, and we are here for the patients. If you work in healthcare, you are here for the patients. I don't care what your actual title is, you're here for the patients, and we're basically looking at utilizing tools like technology to basically improve our overall outcomes. And it's such an amazing thing on um, what we can basically do as an organization and having a good patient-centric technology strategy in place and having that buy-in and understanding what we are doing as an organization and how important it is for the patient. That's basically the end result. I love that, Michael. And call to action here, folks, is how can you get involved? What things can you do? What extracurriculars can you do that aren't going to really take that much time and it will yield results? Uh, An example like, you know, Mike's meeting that he had bringing together leaders from around the health IT cybersecurity space. At the Outcomes Rocket, we're teaming up with the IU School of Medicine for the Healthcare Thinkathon, right? We're, we're getting a group of healthcare leaders and disruptors from around the globe under one roof one day. And I think attending these events and also creating events like this are a great way to follow through on, on Michael's call to action, which is let's connect these silos to make it better. Michael, what would you say this year has been your number one focus? This year, my number one focus has really been towards improving the overall outcomes of patient care, improving better physician experience. Because at the end of the day, as an organization, we need to make sure that the specific tools that we are giving our patients are beneficial both inside and outside of our organization. And that's basically the bottom line. And I'm always about how do we improve that aspect? How do we improve those outcomes? And really, I think collaborating with these healthcare startups has been a huge thing for myself. And kind of speaking a little off note, too, is I'm also an actual board advisor for a group, which is a healthcare startup out of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, a overall real-world health experience and behavior-informed decision to really improve better healthcare. The group is called Health Self-Care Catalysts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely an amazing group of individuals of what they're basically trying to do with their overall storyline application, which basically brings in patient portals and tries to create an overall centered base application where patients can go in and obtain information from their ambulatory EMR, their inpatient EMR, and really come together and have some really good structured 
specific data that's going to be beneficial for them. Because at the end result is we look at all these patient portals and there's so many different patient portals. I mean, we receive radiology results on one facility, then I go to another facility and I basically have other results and I have now new portal access as well too. How do we come together? How do we basically look at trying to create a specific domain strategy that will allow us to incorporate some good technologies and good new enhanced technologies like FIRE, the fast healthcare interoperability resource application that's been a huge thing through the HL7 group. So being a technology advisor for this group has really been a, a pretty amazing thing. And Self-Care Catalyst is, is doing some great, great things moving forward. And they've had some amazing collaborations on what they've basically have looked at because their overall focus is is really a patient solution, really focusing on intelligence and analytics, and really trying to deliver value from patient-centric real-world evidence to inform product lifecycle management and behavioral change interventions, which is such a huge thing. That's interesting, you know, and, and so right now there's, there's a healthcare leader listening to this he or she is driving to work or back from work or maybe mowing the lawn. And they're listening to your story and they're thinking, man, you know what? This is interesting. Like I never even thought about engaging startups. And for that healthcare leader that's looking for a new way, looking to think outside the box, what advice would you give them? How do they do it? What are best practices and what are, what are the downsides? Absolutely. So, you know, of course, at the end of the day, we, we must be open-minded. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I think a lot of individuals over my, my lifetime, I've, I've seen them all at times just focus on a specific straight road. But when it comes to innovation and when it comes to disruption, you must look straight, left, right, up, down. Those are different strategies in different areas that will come together to kind of determine, okay, what are my problems? What are my issues as an organization right now as we speak? And incorporating healthcare startups, would that be a benefit to this organization? What does their overall business plan look like? Is there any type of return of investment back to the organization that would be beneficial if we did incorporate the specific startup moving forward? And really looking at trying to drive that innovation. And some of the cons, of course, you know, they are a healthcare startup, but some of the actual pros is this can be an overall good piloting agreement, which at times can be a very, very low investment to no investment at all, which in the end results, you're basically improving your overall outcomes. You're looking at what some of your problems are as an organization, and you're really trying to drive innovation and improvements moving forward. So I want to kind of talk a, about a startup that we've, we've incorporated. So the group that we basically brought in, and we've been working with them as an actual business partner, because I always like saying, I'm looking for business partners not vendors. I'm looking for individuals that my success is your success and your success is ours, having yes. that specific model in place. So we incorporated a group called CareLoop. So CareLoop is a healthcare startup out of Colorado. And our overall impact was... Is this Michael need, Walsh? No, no, no. This, this is a... No, CareLoop, not CareLoop. Okay, gotcha, Care gotcha. Loop. Yep. Got it, got it. I'm with you. 
Yeah, definitely check it out. We'd love to put out a link out there as well, too. For sure. But the impact that we were looking at is improve care coordination between Mount San Rafael Hospital and Bridge Care Health Network care teams. So we are part of the Bridge Care Health Network, which basically consists of four 25-bed critical access hospitals and one 300-bed level two trauma center in Southern Colorado. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is between these different organizations, we all have different electronic medical record systems. So how do we improve that care coordination from one facility to another and try to bring in a very incorporated storyline of understanding, okay, now I have the information as a physician to basically create better healthcare outcomes for that specific patient that I am now taking care of. And of course, as I stated, looking at patient-centric technologies being a main center point of my overall strategy for 2018, looking at, of course, increased patient satisfaction, which is such a huge thing and really optimizing workflow and trying to measure survey results and quantifiable data points, which was extremely critical. And looking at a reimbursement standpoint and looking at that value-based payment initiatives and really trying to automate and capture CPT codes that we weren't basically capturing during an actual care coordination or a discharge status between one specific patient to another organization. And when we did our overall return of investment analysis and we determined how many specific discharges we had from the organization, and we looked at the specific CPT codes that were pretty beneficial. And some of the CPT codes that we basically looked at were the 99495, which basically comes with $156 reimbursement rate, and then the 99496, which is a $230 reimbursement rate. And they're all focused towards that discharge process mm -hmm. that weren't being captured in the organization. And once we basically coordinated and we established how many specific discharges we had in the organization, we kind of came back and we determined that looking on a reimbursement standpoint, we saw a $500,000 wow. investment back into the organization just by incorporating this specific application. I mean, as I said, it definitely doesn't, I'm not for the money. Of course, you know, you definitely need money to basically run an organization. Yep. But at the end result, we did see that there was huge value and good payment initiatives in moving forward with this overall organization. And I think looking at it, I think on a physician experience improvement standpoint, the providers were able to communicate privately with the care team to coordinate care all while increasing communication and thus the experience for patients and families. And I think the overall care loop platform allows all information to be available at the provider's fingertips. And then of course, being on a security standpoint in a secure environment, both at their workstation and through the application of the mobile device. So this care loop value proposition was such mm. a huge thing. And they basically, I was honored to see this group make it to the top 13 semifinalists. Uh, nice. Some amazing individuals, Andrew Storm, basically the uh, one of the co-founders, co-founder and CEO of the organization, and Dr. Fiji Goss, such an amazing individual, as well a uh, co-founder of the organization. Sean Switzer, the VP of uh, overall success, 
these three key individuals have been such a great business partner to our overall organization and our overall cause. It's been absolutely mind-blowing and very beneficial. And honestly, on the standpoint there too, uh, talking about care value and talking about improved care coordination, those individuals have, have just outblown a lot of these other groups. And we're very impressed and we're very honored to be uh, as an actual strong business partner with this group. Yeah, that's such a great story, Michael. And, and listeners, this is an example of what can happen when you think outside of the default box. Because traditional healthcare, look, we've got options, they're good. But in order to do the things like Michael just talked us through, this better health coordination, this catching of, of CPT codes that were being missed to the tune of half a million dollars, it takes looking up looking sideways, looking down, and not just forward. So I love Michael's passion and his ability to do this. And this is why Michael's been doing so well in, in what he's doing in his career. You think about what you could do and think outside the box like he has. And I promise you that great things will follow. Michael, this has been a blast. The time does fly. I want to just thank you again for spending time with us. And um, hey, any closing thoughts for the listeners this time around? Absolutely. We can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Let's come together, let's collaborate, and let's transform healthcare. Thank you very much. Hey, Michael. So if people want to connect with you, where do they reach out? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm very active on Twitter. So you can find me at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, 81082. And also on LinkedIn as well, too. Would love to collaborate and uh, let's work together. Folks, take up Michael on this opportunity. He is an outstanding leader in healthcare that is a collaborator. I've collaborated with him myself and have really enjoyed the time that, that I spent with him. So, Michael, thank you so much again for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people people every single month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast.